I never knew why my daddy left me, and I don't know how mama will love me. Never even knew that I'd be running the streets. Never even wanted to be a G. Never, I never really wanted to be a G. I never turned my back on my comrade. I never talked about the things that I didn't have. Never lost the respect of an enemy. And I never even wanted to be a G. Never, never really wanted to be a G. Never. Gangster, he never fusses when street justice brings the verdict back guilty as charged. Gangster, because these guns that I carry know we're married till the day death does us part. Gangster, he wouldn't drop his head if he takes a leak. He wouldn't tell the cops on his enemy. He wouldn't park his car in a hot spot. Or even tell the lame when it's gonna pop. He wouldn't leave his toast in his coat at home. Or even talk about drugs on the telephone. He wouldn't tell those over all his money is. He wouldn't buy new clothes and forget his kids. He wouldn't side with a sucker with a bad rap. I swear a G would never do none of that. You know a G would never. What's good, everybody? It is your favorite MC slash favorite RT. I am AKA Flo Rogan, and I'm here with a super extra special guest coming to you live from the Black and Red Room. We didn't waste no time doing nothing over Zoom. I wanted this to be an authentic interview because I'm here with a person that's going to give you a very authentic story uh, for the little time that I have known this gentleman. He's become family, very honest. What I like about this man the most is he takes care of my grandmother when I can't. And he's very protective of my grandmother. And because of that, this man, on top of every other quality that I have been able to learn from him, I hold him very closely, especially when I told you about that guy that took the the, the Disney tapes. And he was like, well, who was it? We're going to find him. Show sure enough, show sure enough. So I'm here with Mr. Wayne Brown. Capital B, baby. Capital B, baby. Capital and B. I want to thank you for coming in today. Man. Anytime, my brother. It's always a pleasure. Thank you so much. When the brothers can come together in harmony, yes, that of all this fighting and foolishness that I see going on in the world today, exactly. Love you, brother. We're going to get into that because you know, from what I know about you, you're qualified to speak on certain things. Yeah, I've been around the world. Yeah, from the good to the bad, and you know, as I look around and I I, I see some of the things that's going on, I'm kind of glad that. You know, I've been through my stages when I went through my stages so that the things that I've done and the things that I've been accused of doing, right. you know, some things in life you're not proud of. But those are the things in life that I can tell the young brothers and I can show them not to do. Sometimes you learn your lessons in reverse. Fact. True indeed. You know, and you know what I always find interesting when I speak to people who have gone through a certain journey mm-hmm. and when they try to talk back to the younger people behind them. Do you ever see yourself in them and like, man, somebody tried to tell me this and I wasn't listening? I, you know, honestly, I see myself somewhat different, not to the things that they're doing because they're just doing the same things that we're doing, but they're doing it in a different way and they're doing things more aggressively now. See, sure. as I was growing up, even coming up in the streets, um, we, we, we respected our elders, number one. Mm-hmm. We always respected the seniors. And and we protected our seniors as well as we protected the youth. Right. Um, it, it's very hard to try to protect or even, you know, 
be in sync with the youth when they don't want to hear, they don't want to listen. It's not all of them. It's just a few that turn around and will um, hype the other ones up to sure. say, yo, don't pay that no mind. Don't listen. And right. those are the ones that usually wind up dead. Sorry, I'm sorry to say that. But the truth be the truth. I am, at my age, at 57 years old, honestly, because God kept me and brought me from a long, long way. Yeah. I am tired of seeing, honestly, our youth killing our youth. And I say to myself, if you want to shoot a gun so bad, if you want to kill so bad, join the military. Join the they military. can use all the help they get. They say they need a few good men. And so when people don't go, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think you're good. I don't even think you're bad. I think you're searching for, a lot of the times these children are searching for identity. Sure. Um, I had one guy before, he came at me so aggressively. And I, I would expect that he would expect that I would come back at him aggressively. Right. And that's the norm. You know, you grew up from the ghetto. You ain't going to let anybody chump your punk. You know? Sure. But I looked at him and I just started smiling. I guess the smile on my face stayed there so long that he started smiling. I mean, it's and kind of contagious. I, yeah, yeah, you it's have contagious. a contagious let me smile. I'm not going to lie. A smile. Let me tell you <laughs> people something. A smile will get you much, much further than a bullet. Yeah. See, a bullet is going to end it. A smile is going to say there's a chance for us. There's hope for us to move forward. To be strong together, and even if you before you can be strong with others, you must first be strong alone. So when the gang members, I be watching. I used to be a part of that. Um, yeah, I want to get into your whole. Yeah. Before we even jump into this part, yeah. I want to jump into the beginning because I want I want people to understand why you have your PhD in this in this in this in this section as opposed to like, you know, me growing up in the nineties. Rap music really kind of influenced a lot of people. And a lot of the rappers ain't what they're talking about either, mm. which is exactly. like, even like, as I got older, like Rick Ross is this big cocaine, mm-hmm. you know, mogul, but he was also a CO. Can't be both, <laughs> you know. The so thing about rap with me, I see rap. First of all, let me state this. I grew up, I was born in South Carolina. Okay. When I came up to New York City, I was six years old. Uh, my mother being a minister, and a preacher and all, would always keep me and my four sisters and my younger brother, keep us in church all the time. So I was like... I'm tired of church. I ain't want to go to no church. That's the last thing I wanted right. to hear. When you start talking about God, I'll be like, here we go again. Right. What happens is when there's a calling on your life, I wouldn't say that you have to be a saved person and go to church all that. Sometimes God will look at a person and have a calling on their life. They, that calling might be as an encourager. You just might encourage people. Your sure. calling might be singing. Your calling might be cooking. But whatever your calling is, you're not going anywhere until that assignment is fulfilled. Mm. Know that. Mm. Know that. That's why people often, you hear a baby dying and personal say, oh, that baby was so young. Why that baby died? Yeah. Why God let that baby die? Right. That baby's job, that baby's assignment was fulfilled so mm. that somebody else could live in the time allotted that God gives us. Anyway, as I came wow. up, um, I got into, I heard a lot of the raps and everything. The difference in the rap now is when I grew up, the rappers were rapping the things that they were actually doing. Yeah, more often than not, at least. Yeah, <laughs> more yeah, often more than often not. than not. They were, yeah. You know, you hear a brother say, oh, I took um, Judy Girl out last night and yeah. we party till the break oh, of light. That's something they did. Yeah, but now what, what, what changes is throughout the course of the raps, I started hearing people talk about things that they didn't have. They got cars and mansions yeah, and yachts. It. So it's not that it's a physical trap. It's a mental trap. Psychologically, the next crew or the next youth that comes up and they hear this person talking about things, they don't know if he really got them or not. But they suppose that he do because he has some type of limelight, others on TV, radio, whatever the case may be. 
And they say, well, I'm going to do that. And I want to. And they sit down and start writing their raps. Mm-hmm. Some of them pretty good. Some of them don't even write them. They come right to the top of the head. Yeah. That's a gift. That's my gift. I got to give myself that. The count. gift is not to be kept to yourself. Yeah. The gift, the gift is to be shared. When you share that gift to somebody else, they just one thing that you might say might make them turn their whole life around. It worked for me. I've been in True trouble. Indeed. I mean, <laughs> uh, my mama used to tell me, um, you better stop being bad. Every time I be bad, my mama used to whip my butt. I was so bad as a youth that the people used to tell my mother, your son ain't going to live to see 18 years old. Can you imagine him hearing that? Your son ain't going to live to see 18 years old. Right. And then when I lived and I seen 18, still being bad, they would tell her, your son ain't going to live to see 21. So they kept pushing the goalposts further They kept pushing it, pushing it. Um, at and 50 plus today, I'm still exactly. around and they going. So I know times. that. You see? Um, them prayers was answered, Mom. You know thank you. You know what I'm exactly. saying? I take it not lightly. I take it not for granted. Sure. Yeah. So at what age did you start getting into trouble? You said you were six when you moved up here. Yeah, I, I started. I really, I was a late bloomer as far as trouble was because my mother stayed on my back so much. Right. I really started getting in trouble about 25, 26 years old. Oh, you was a late bloomer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I had gotten into little, you know, scuffles, wanted up on, on Rikers Island two months or trying to be the right. case or something, but that right. was minor. My real heavy set with um, going through the penal system as far as max prisons came about when I was about 23, 24 years old. And um, at that time in my life, I was a follower. Sure. I was a follower. See, without having any older brothers or real uncles that would guide me into the things to do, not to do, and that's, what I, that's another thing that's missing in a lot of these youth today. Even if they don't have big brothers or uncles or even father figures, right. it is our responsibility as the older brothers to tell these younger brothers yeah. the truth about this thing incarceration, <laughs> the truth about these streets, true indeed, the truth about gangs, the truth about police, and even the truth about some of these women that's not really being women. We'll talk about that later. However, oh, gosh. you know, it's, 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 it's so much to cover, and it seems like it's so little time yeah. because it's just as you're reaching out to one brother or one sister, another one is dying. Right. So it's really what we really have to do is start spreading the word more faster. More, and to and, do that, too, yeah, you kind of need more to people to the, spread the, it as well. The faster we spread the word and the more we spread the word, yeah. you're going to get people who's going to absorb that and they're going to pass it on. And right. maybe we could just save a couple of these young lives. It's you know contagious. It's yeah. almost like... um. It's not the same, but I'm going to equate it to almost like this podcasting in general. Like, mm-hmm. you give it to one person, that person gives it to two. Two give it to four. Right. Four give it to eight. Right. And then it kind of trickles down. We used to have a saying back in the days that we grew up, each one teach one. Yeah. Now it's like, <laughs> they don't even want to learn. They, just, you know. Right. But, um, I, I, I feel for them. I feel for them because I was once in that same frame of mind. And it, and it took practically a miracle it took practically a miracle to bring me around sure. to seeing that life is much more than just the things that we see. We can't see into the future, mm-hmm. but as we live each day, we find that we can make it, we can survive. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you don't feel like you have anybody in your corner. And if you just stand, some of us are busy trying to run, some mm-hmm. of us are trying to walk away, run away, skip away, mm-hmm. jump away. Just stand. Mm. If you just stand, if you notice... Man, that could be the hardest. You ever been thing in a storm? Yeah. And that wind is blowing real strong, and you're trying to walk and go someplace, and yeah. the wind just keeps this. Every time you try to move forward, it pushes you back. Mm-hmm. Stop. Mm. Just stand right where you are. Even if you got to crouch down low, you just stand and watch how the wind just pass you by. 
until you're able to stand yeah, up and I like move that forward. Metaphor. I Sometimes like that. you just got to stand still. Yeah, and I that's like what that. it took for me through going through all of my troubles. I so have what, to learn to stand still. What initially... So you said you were a follower, right? So yeah, if I, I remember as well, I wanted I wanted everything that everybody else had. The young guys from the street. Well, that was the point I was going to make. Mm-hmm. How you? I'm going to bring you back to what you said not mm-hmm. even five minutes ago. Tell them the real part about jail and oh yeah, and and everything else that comes with it instead of the glorification yeah. of whatever the little you know bright part because there got to be some bright parts to it. it. You know, <laughs> you know, there is that's that's the hype, right? The hype is the bright, mm. but there's nothing really bright in that world. Because I can tell you this, growing up, I was, you know, I was, I was never out there. I just played ball and tried to chase mm. the girls around and everything mm. like that. And I was better at, ba- at the girls in the basketball part. <laughs> but the guys down the block from me, down the hall from me, and a couple of my friends from a couple of blocks over, they had the girls. You know, I mean, I did all right with girls. I, I wasn't really struggling there. But they had the better looking girls mm-hmm. in the neighborhood. And they had all of the nice sneakers and everything like that. That seemed to be the allure. But then when I came off the train on bus one day and I saw the park get shot, uh, that's the other side of it, you know, and I think that's the part that you know. Though, actually, let me let me say something else. Because a lot of the, the younger dudes that I do know now, mm-hmm. they act, they 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 want that action because it gives them quote unquote clout. It gives them credibility to what I don't know, you know. And it seems like my neighborhood is we have our moments, you know. I don't. It's not you know Mod Haven, Soundview, right, right. But it's not Riverdale. They want this to be Mod Haven, and I'm like, for what? And it just gives them. Some type of like badge, you know. And I'm not, I'm not trying to put myself in that position, mm-hmm. you know. Like I said, I just wanted to play ball and see who's which, which girl my age developed, you know. The thing about that street life is, for my experience, sure. I can't speak about anything else than what I've experienced. Of course, street life is a fast life. Mm-hmm. Fast women, fast cars, fast money, mm-hmm. fast death. Sure. Or fast way to the penitentiary, and there's no sugarcoating it. Um, I didn't have individuals coming up to sit down and tell me that if you sell drugs long enough, eventually you're going to get caught, you're going to jail. Right. If you pick up a gun and you get comfortable with that gun, eventually either you're going to shoot someone or you're going to get shot. Mm-hmm. See, there are consequences to everything, mm-hmm. and the streets just make it look good. Right. You see, there's a canvas, and then there's paint that go on the canvas. Mm. That paint that goes on that canvas is the streets. Mm-hmm. They're painting you a pretty picture. Mm, you see I the like fly that. cars. You see the chains. Yeah. You see the diamonds. You see the pretty girls with the fat booties. Yep. You see all this, and you say, I want that. I want to do that. I can do that. Mm-hmm. And for a while, you might be successful doing it. You just may be successful doing it. But then at the end of the day, you got to face you. Yeah, you gotta sit down and you got to even when you even when you go through the troubles of eventually incarceration or eventually getting jumped or hit with bats and sticks because of sure. the lifestyle that you live that fast life sure. that quick wanting to get it get it get it get it get it everybody want to get it but nobody wants to get it the right way right peep this you ever notice if you never hustled before you work nine to five you work all week long you get that money mm-hmm. they give you that three hundred fifty four hundred dollars a week take out mm-hmm. your little taxes and everything. You notice how you spend your money slow? You notice how you pay your bills? If you want to go buy a pair of shoes or a pair of sneakers, you buy it reasonably priced, and they'll pretty much last you. Mm -hmm. It's different from that street. Because they're coming slower, too. They're coming a lot slower. You you make that fast money, you spend money real fast, and then when it's no longer there to be gotten or spent real fast, you're looking for other avenues, here comes the sticker. 
Mm. See, one thing always leads to another. So it's like gate. So you're saying like street life is kind of like gateway. Street, street, streetway, street life is basically like, like, like weed. You know, yeah, weed yeah, is that I mean. gateway drug. Yeah. Everybody done took a token weed, whether you right. liked it or not. You, right. you, you took a token. You, I don't like it. Well, you took a token. Say, oh yeah, that's good. Let me some more. I that. liked it until you I saw that was lace. You know, I tried to jump out that window. You, that's right. You, you, <laughs> that was you, it for you, me. You, you, you tried different things, but in life, we come. We must realize that everything is not for everybody. Sure. Just because my friends were doing things. And they were getting away with it. I kept saying to myself, why Why I don't get away with certain things? Mm-hmm. I stated at the beginning, my mother was a praying woman, right? Minister lady, right? Let me tell you this prayer that my mother prayed. And okay. she told me about it years later. Okay. She said, Wayne, I pray to God that anything that you do illegally, that you will not get away with it. Wow. Now I know that. That's what I said. Ooh. Wow, your mom. How you going to pray that to God on me? Let me ask you this real quick. So when she got to that point, Cause that sounds like to me from the outside, and that sounds like a mother that she's fed up at this point. Yeah. Oh yeah. So this you must have been like a repeat. Oh, I was a troublemaker <laughs> at this point. So she's like, you know what? I'm gonna throw my hands up. Mm-hmm. Wow. I hope you. I mean, you know, accountability mm-hmm. is a lacking thing out there. But I can honestly say the day that <laughs> it took it took a while. I, she kept praying. Yeah. And it took a while, but I arrived. I arrived at the point of her prayers being answered. Mm. You see, um, it's never my desire now. I wouldn't sell a baby aspirin. So don't get a cold around me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> don't yeah, start word. coughing. And as a matter of fact, when I get a headache, I don't even want to take an aspirin. I am so shook of drugs. Me too, man. That, you know, um, I keep it moving. I keep it moving. Yeah. Um, I have a lot of friends, quite a few friends who have passed away. Um, if not directly from overdosing drugs, then, you know, maybe somebody mistaken them for somebody who robbed them or something like that. But just being that in crazy, that street man? world is just crazy because you never, it's so unpredictable, Yeah, you know? Well, let me say, because you, you mentioned it earlier too, so I have a friend of mine, mm-hmm. did whatever he did, got, like, got in his little fights every now and then. I think he got, put the book in the book and was on 149th Street mm-hmm. for a little while. You know, some, nothing crazy. His older brother, though, was heavy in there. And you see his brother on the outside, he cool, he chill, but in the house, he was stressed. Mm-hmm. And when he got in the house, every day he got in the house, he was like, the people outside didn't see what I saw in the house. I saw my brother having panic attacks sometimes. I saw my, little, my, my brother scared to go outside, but he had to keep that image up. Mm-hmm. And he was like, it started off cool and it looked cool to him growing up. But when he saw his brother come in the house one day, came in the house, stood at the door and just cried. You know, just him and you know his mom in the house. He's like, nah, it, it, it don't seem worth it. Even when I look at the movies and I see like the TV shows with the drug dealers, they look stressed out. So yeah, so the image of it is, yeah, you can speak yeah, on it. It's, it's, it's really, and it, and it gets harder and harder. I know you young brothers out there, and a lot of you young sisters too. It gets real, real hard when you're seeing all the other kids wearing the latest styles and yeah. The latest jeans, the latest sneakers. Some you women, you having some of the flyest braids in your hairs, and, and, <laughs> and you know it really looks nice. And they getting them five thousand dollars bags now. You, you get these things, and you, and you think that that's who you are. That's what makes you you. That's right. not who makes you you. You are built from the inside out. Fact. You you know, um, and even if you're not a religious person, I want to share this with you. When God created man, He created him in His own image, mm-hmm. and God is a loving person. Mm. So I know that in everybody's heart somewhere, there's some type of love. The whole thing is reaching out and finding that love that's compatible to you, whether it's a friend, whether it's a relationship, whether it's a family member. Right. You know, they used to say that, um, um, uh, um, A alike, B alike, C alike, one recognizes the other. Mm. 
when you can you can feel when love is compatible to you because you you find yourselves on the same planes when it comes to ideas. Right. You find yourself in the same conversations because there's no way in the world that a criminal is going to sit down and have a conversation with a cop <laughs> unless the criminal is planning on changing his ways or right. the cop is planning on becoming corrupt. They have two mm. different worlds. Right. And so some of you out there, you young ladies as well as your brothers, you're hanging with the wrong crowds. That's why you won't succeed. Mm-hmm. You you have a gift, you have talent, and everybody tells you, "Why are you hanging with that person? You don't need that." And you say to yourself, "That's all I know." Yeah, but that's not all you can learn. Right. You see, sometimes you got to get away from old friends, and you find new friends who are doing things more positive, more productive, and they will in, they will enclose you with the love that will, will take you places. Right. Trust me. And they that that saying, yeah. "Birds of a feather," I believe yeah. in that one hundred percent. Like I look at my group of friends where mm-hmm. I grew up at, I grew up with. Same same circumstances, same area. One's a cop, oddly mm-hmm. enough. One's a lawyer. The other one's a professor. I work healthcare. But we were still in the same. We were always tightening. So right. like, who you're around? Circles, yeah. The older brother's a bank manager. The other one's a speech pathologist. So, you know, one's like a chemical engineer. The youngest one, he make all the money. That's why they're making all the money. So I get what you're saying. But like you said, it's kind of hard because if that's what you're around, that's what you're around. Yeah. Right? So what was your moment? Because we I didn't think- get into how you got in trouble. I want to get into all of that. But like, matter of fact, let's rewind first. So. What what you said you did like little trouble. What do you consider little trouble? Let me ask you that first off. I would consider little troubles things like I used to have a sweet tooth <laughs> as okay. a young kid. Okay. As a young kid. So I couldn't go in a candy store. And we grew up we grew up poor. Right. Let me state that too. Don't, don't think, oh, we had money. No, we grew up right. poor, poor. Right. Right. Not even they even put an R on that. Right. Not even the F O R. Not even the O you know Po P O O R. They wouldn't even give us the O R. Not even because there's no or. We were just Po. That's it. No other option. Just Po. I like that. I never heard put that like the um I used to like them candies. I can go in this in the stores and steal something, put it in my pocket. Most of the time I got away. Sometimes I get caught and they would hold the pole. I can remember um, some friends and I, we were real young, and we was over there on Central Park on 110th Street. I couldn't have been no more than 12, right. 13 years old, and yeah. we ran by this lady, and I ran with my friends. They snatched the pocketbook, but I'm down with you, so I'm going to run, too, because when it's time to split whatever's up in there, sure. I want some, too. Sure. And we got caught, and um, this was the first time that my mother had ever come. Oh, I've gotten enough trouble for her to come to a precinct, and the precinct was in the middle of the park. And when she came in and she looked at me, the look on her face, it, I, I just wanted to just ball up into a little Yikes. piece of paper and just disappear because right. she looked at me with such disdain. Like, I know you know better. You are breaking me. Right. And seeing her, but I kept saying to myself, this is such a small thing, Ma. This ain't nothing. Mm-hmm. And it was only a small thing because I was a juvenile. Mm-hmm. You know, he's um, young and doing dumb things. And so we got into a little petty troubles like that. Yeah. Um, my next thing, I wind up hanging with the wrong peoples. Pull a little um, joke stick up. Mm-hmm. And um, it cost me three years of my life wow. in a um, maximum penitentiary. Clinton, Attica, Comstock, Kaksaki. I've been through oh, all so they moved you. Yeah, you just named yeah, all of them. I've been through all, just about all, all maxes. Yeah. Because I'm the, I was the type of person that, number one, I didn't want to hear it. Right. Like a lot of you young brothers, y'all know who I'm talking about. I, I didn't want to hear it. And then second of all, I was used to just being my own man when I'm outside of the house. Right. See, now moms ain't there to watch over you to, right. or your neighbor's not there knowing that, you know, they're going to go back and tell your moms or their case may be. So I was like, all right, 
I'm doing me now. Sure. And because I got in so much trouble, moms was like, yo, it's time for you to go. Get out. Wow. And I left not really ready for the world. Right. But when you act grown, you're going to get treated like you're grown. Yeah. See, everybody's not going to have mercy on you. Kids, young people, listen. Listen. Get this right. Everybody's not going to have mercy, grace, or sympathy on you for because you're young. Yeah. You do things as an adult, you're going to pay for it. Yeah. Even some of the people who you might do it to, they're not trying to hit at you 17, 18, 19. You might oppose a threat to their life. Mm-hmm. And the first law of nature is what? Self-preservation. Self-preservation. So yeah. I have to preserve myself. If you look like you one of them young kids that's coming at people with guns, I'm not going to wait for you to hurt me. Are you kidding me? <laughs> and I know you're saying to yourself, there are a lot of old times that you can look at and you can tell that they're feeble or they're weak and you can run over them. But then there are others that, that's why it's very important, even if you're on some stick of stuff out there, if you're on whatever thing and you're going to take something from somebody, when you're doing it or you think you're doing it, before you do it, you better look that person right in the eye. Yeah. Because the eyes are the one that's to the soul. Yeah. Some people, you can look right in their eye and they'll let you know, I'm not to be messed with. Word. And you can walk away. You can save your own life. And then there are other people you can look in their eyes and you can know, yeah, I can take advantage of this person. Right. Just for the record, I'm not one of them. I'm <laughs> no, not you're not at all. Nothing. Just like my yeah. mother. She prayed that everything I did mm-hmm. that was illegal, I got spanked for. Mm-hmm. If you come at me wrong, I'm going to spank you. But I love you. I love I love all of you youth. I mean, I really, from the bottom of my heart, love you youth because I've been there. And I can just imagine that every year it gets worse. Every day it gets a little bit more serious. Sure. And cause a lot of you don't have no way to turn to. You don't have older brothers. You don't even have father figures. But you right. got an uncle, capital B. You there got you go. an uncle. There you go. And you can always find. I'm not hard to find. Just look for the pigeon-toed, bow-legged person <laughs> that they say is crazy. Everybody know basically And super charismatic, always talking yeah, to everybody, you know, people and, um, you don't know. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, they, they, I, I would love, I would love to just have a forum where it could just be as many of you young brothers in one room and many of you young sisters in another room. And everybody just vent out what you're feeling, mm. what changes you think would, would, would help to make you better youth growing up so that your children, children can have a chance of life. And in these forums, just put everything out on the table. And in these forums, have the administrative individuals, maybe the chief of police or sure. you know, fire department or whatever, maybe some doctors there, just to hear the mindset. Yeah. Why you guys think the way that you think. Right. Where do you see yourselves going forward? And where do you see yourself going forward with the possible help of these individuals who sit over the panel? Now, the panel is, will, will not be designed to chastise you, to come at you. Right. Their job is to listen. To understand. To listen and understand where mm-hmm. your thoughts are come from. Take your thoughts, implement them into something that can help save lives because all of you are dying, but the old people are dying too. Mm-hmm. And it's, 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 it's so, so sad. Yeah. I mean, it is so, so it's to the point where it's, it's just ridiculous. Right. It's ridiculous. So we have to find a way. We have to find a way even better to bridge this gap with the youth and our elders and, and, and older people, elders. Sure. You gotta learn to listen to these youths too. A lot of times, these youths be saying things that's sure really, indeed. really important, and it, and it, it saved your sure life. Indeed. But we have become so high and mighty sometimes that we don't. Oh, they they haven't even begun to live yet. They don't know what they're right. talking about. Right. The word of God, the Bible tells us that a babe is gonna lead the way. A child mm. is gonna lead. It ain't say a, a grown folk. It ain't say an elder. It right. said a, tri- a child. It also said that out of the mouth of babes. Mm. Speaketh. So when these kids are speaking and they're saying things, 
they're talking about something. Right. You just have to open your ears and and, right. and, 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 and hear them. Don't just listen. Hear them. Because yeah. listening, you're just hearing words. When you're hearing, you're, you're listening to the words and you're feeling their pain. You're feeling whatever it is inside. So learn to hear these youth. I feel like the, the yeah. conversations in general, even with something, I, I, the big thing now is like men versus women. Nobody's listening to that. Like women ain't doing this and men ain't doing that. Nobody's listening to either side. So what does that do? That just raises the tension. That raises the defenses. Now, when I do want to come talk to you, Wayne, I'm coming at you ready. I'm coming to you defensive, you know, and anything you're saying to me, I'm just waiting to counter. I'm not waiting to listen to you. And, you know, I think that's, it's getting worse with the internet because now people's role models now are these people on social media who aren't qualified to speak on anything, mm. you know, whether that be street stuff, how to do your tag. I got myself jammed up trying to do my, my um, LLC listening to these damn people on the internet. He didn't know what he was talking about. <laughs> I got an $800 bill because of that, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I, that was, I paid for that. That was my studying right there. So you mentioned, like, you know, having that older figure. Are you, were you an only child? No, actually, I have four sisters. This is, this is kind of a funny story right here. I have four sisters older than I. There's Harriet, there's Carrie, there's Priscilla we call Penny, mm-hmm. and there's my baby sister, Roz. Um, she passed away this year. Sorry just that. last year. Right. Um, miss, that's my baby sister. And then there's my younger brother. And um, because I was the fifth child, I, I suppose, mm-hmm. and with all these four sisters in front of me, mm-hmm. I guess they thought I was going to grow up to be kind of sweet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, so you and, you and your brother were the last two. Yeah, me and my brother was the last two, and he's five years younger than I. So yeah. coming up, you know, I guess they figured, well, you know, since it was nothing but sisters. I didn't have... Uh, older brothers or uncles wasn't there to teach me how to fight anything. So, you know, I used to get jumped. I've never had, uh, uh, from the time I was a youth up until I would say into my, early into my 20s, I had never had a fair fight. Really? I always got jumped. And I was a skinny little thing. What know? do you think that was? Was they just scared of you? Did you have a rep or something like people, that? Well, at a young age, I didn't know how to fight. And no. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not ashamed to say that. I, I did not know how to fight. Right. I had no hand skills. Mm-hmm. But I've always had a lot of heart. Mm-hmm. And so if you beat me up today, you're just going to have to beat me up tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, I'm not afraid of you. Right. I'm fearless. Not afraid of you. If you said something to me, I'm going to say something. I can remember one time, and I'm sharing this story for the first time. I was um. Oh, we got an exclusive on the Black and Red Room. In Morningside. And we used to play with the older guys. The older guys used to catch us and beat us up. Yeah, yeah. You know? And one time, they this very really they catch me because I, I was a runner. <laughs> you got to catch me to catch me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the guys caught me, and they just they used to beat me up so much that you know they knew if they beat me up and let me go, I was just gonna talk my talking. See the next day, so what they right. did was they took my pants from me. They did what? I'm sorry. They took my pants. Oh shoot! So I'm I'm I'm, I'm in the park. Yeah. With just my briefs on. Right. And I'm so I, I said, boy, if I go home without my pants, my mama gonna tear black off my. Ain't that crazy? That, that, that's that, the first thing you was yeah, thinking I'm about. Of my mama. Yeah. Yeah. That, that bothered me more so than them jumping me and snatching my pants off yeah, and yeah. trying to make me run out. I'm not running down no block. I'm sitting right here in this park. So one of the guys came back and he was like, "Yo, you all right?" So I said, "Okay." I started acting like I had a, a asthma attack. Yeah, yeah. He said, "You all right?" Yes. He said, "Yo, yo, he having an asthma attack." So as soon as they gave me the pants to put them on, I don't think I ever got the pants on. I just grabbed my pants and I ran. Took off, yo. So that let, let me know you got to think your way out of situations. Yeah. But um, <laughs> through it all, through it all, through it all, I wouldn't, some people, I've been asked, if you can look back on life and you can change anything in your life mm-hmm. or anything, what would it be? 
And my response is always, I wouldn't change one single thing in my life. Ooh. Not one. Not one whipping. Not one incarceration. Wow. Not one scar. I wouldn't change one thing in my life. Because if I was to change, if I can go back in time and change one thing in my life, I may not be who I am or where That's I a am fact. today. That's a fact. Butterfly effect kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. You have to be who you have to be. Once you did it, it's done. So you can't regret it. Yeah. So before you do it, think it out. Think about would you regret that decision? Right. Tomorrow right. that you're gonna make today? And when you start thinking like that, you automatically become a leader. Yeah. Because you must first lead yourself before you expect others to follow. Mm-hmm. You must also be a good follower, but a good follower recognizes a powerful and a good leader. You can't just follow anybody. Yeah, you hear that, people, especially yeah. you, 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 you internet have to, people. You have to be a good follower before a good leader. And let me tell you something how you recognize a good leader. Mm-hmm. A good leader always leads by example. Yeah. A good leader is not going to have you doing no dojo moves. Yo, go over there and do this. Yeah, Yo, yeah. Go over here and do that. That's the shit he Yo, don't want to do. Get the gun. Load the gun. Mm-hmm. Um, do this. Do it. No. A good leader says, come, sit down. Let me show you what to do, how to do it first. First, I'm going to show you what's, what to do. Mm-hmm. Then I'm going to show you how to do it. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to do it so that you can see me do it. Mm. And then I would expect that you would be a good follower because I was a good leader. Whether that's on a negative or positive, whether that's on legal or illegal. That's just like right. I get a nine-to-five job. And I'm starting with a company. Mm-hmm. And everybody's not going to do the job because you got a lot of people who are lazy. Mm-hmm. But you see two or three people that are always cutting corners. Mm-hmm. And things that they know that they should do that just might jeopardize the company now. They'll slip off, they'll sneak off, and they'll do that thing that they're not supposed to do. Whereas you might see somebody who is not of the same position as them, a lower position, busting their behind to do things yeah. right, taking their time, even staying a little later. That's a leader. Right. That person is going someplace. Right. That person who is in that position but not taking the fullest responsibility and doing their job, they're not really a leader. Nah, man. They're not. They're really what we call a, um, a follow leader. A follow leader? A follow leader. Yeah. They're following what the last person who led them did mm. in the wrong way so that they can lead the next person in yeah. the wrong way. Sometimes they're not even realizing yeah. that they're wrong. And that's the chain. Yeah. That's it's, a it's, 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 it's a fight for life. It's a fight for survival. That's what life is. Right. Life is a fight for survival. I understand. Um, I never used to want to read the Bible. Um, my mother said, read the Bible. She was sending me the scriptures and everything. And I, I couldn't figure out why everybody that ever went to church to it, they always talking about read some Bible, pray, mm-hmm. read some Bible, mm-hmm. right? And then I heard a brother who was ministering, and he used this acronym for Bible. He said the Bible acronym stands for Basic instructions before, before leaving, leaving Earth. Earth. Yes, sir. And when I heard that, it was like mm. a light went on. Caught That's you. my map. Yeah. That's my map. Now I don't know. Some people have Jehovah Witness maps. <clears throat> some are, are um are, are Muslims, right. Jews, right. whatever you are. Let that be your guide. That good book. Let the good book be your guide. Into getting to where you need to go. At what position were you in in life when you when that light went off? Like, do you remember um, where you were in life? I was in between acceptance and denial. Okay. You know, yeah, I was in between acceptance and denial because I always heard acceptance of, who, of what? In acceptance terms of, of God in general. Okay. Acceptance of a change in general mm-hmm. because I've been told so long that I was so bad that you start to believe. Yeah. yeah. You know. Um, 
and, and sometimes, and, and being for the hard dude that I am, I, it brings tears to my eyes sometimes when I look back on the person who I used to be than the man that God made me today. Yeah. And I give him all credit, you know, all credit due to God, because um, I definitely supposed to have been dead. There ain't no question about it. it um, I've done things and mm-hmm. been places that um, um, I've, I've, had, I've been shot. Right. And, and, and it's like, I'm supposed to be dead. Yeah. But God found favor, probably through the prayers of my mother and the saints, mm-hmm. to say, you know, I'm going to give this one here another chance. And now today, I can sit here and tell you my life's story. No shame, yeah. no cover, no front. Because I need and want for you to know that you can make it. You can survive, but it's going to take some work. Ain't nobody going to give you nothing. Malcolm X said the same thing. I just finished reading an autobiography, actually. And he said the same thing. He was like, I should have been been left in the streets of Harlem in my early 20s. And that should have been it. And he said him going, you know, I don't know if you're familiar with his, Mm -hmm. with with the autobiography. But he went to jail and he met somebody in there Mm -hmm. that pretty much, because he was running, he started out, you know, it was flying high, his little hustle out there and everything like that. And then the wall started to close in and he kind of ran out of options. And he had a guy chasing after him. He went to jail. He met a guy in prison that introduced him to um, NOI mm-hmm. and that changed his life from there. But he said, I should have, I was brought through that to get to this moment for a reason. And I think that's powerful in itself, man, because life is very fickle. You know? Yeah, because a, a, a lot of times, you go through life and you you don't recognize maybe who you're dealing with or what you're dealing with. But as you go through it, it makes you a stronger person. And it's a fact that what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Yeah, That's if you got any sense. Because <laughs> you got a lot of dum-dums out there that they just keep going through the same thing, the same thing, the same thing. That's insanity. You going through the That's same textbook. things, but you looking for mm-hmm. a different result. Yeah, and there's no, and every single time you go through it, it's the same doggone result. Mm-hmm. But yet you are going back through it. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. That is crazy. And I think yeah. that's. I mean, that's a whole different. But I was that's crazy. a whole different episode. <laughs> Let me not fool you. I right. used to be crazy. I've done three prison stints. Wow. For what the same thing, selling drugs. Crazy. Not paying attention to detail. Mm-hmm. And I can remember that the first one wasn't even me selling no drugs. Mm-hmm. I just wouldn't tell nobody. Mm-hmm. That so you was what all the rappers claiming they did. I was on some honor among thieves. Yeah. And you know what? You know what's up with that young kid or, or youth? My honor among thieves landed me in prison. And you know what? I was in prison during that time. Guess how many people honored me? Oh yeah, not one. Wow, not one person from my past and my living street life came to visit me, mm. sent me a package, accepted a phone call, nothing. That's crazy. But the same minute I came home, yeah. as soon as I came home and seen their faces again, yo, B, what up? Yo, here. Yo, you all right? Here's this half a key, yo. Wow. We're going to get this paper. Wow. Yeah. So the want. first time that you went yeah. through that, did that feel like a... First of all, how long was your first stint? My first stint was a two and a half to five. I wound up doing three years out of it. Okay. Um, it what was, was that first it, night like? I, I wasn't the first night. Well, if you I learned how that. to, if yeah. I can take my mind back, what I learned how to do was, and this is very important if you're going to continue to be in that street life, mm-hmm. I was always very observant. Right. I paid very close attention. And I watched for the people who 
were not getting in trouble. I watched for the people who were not being tried. And I would say, well, why didn't these guys try him? Mm-hmm. They walked past him and went to three other dudes and tried all three of them in a row, but they wouldn't try him. Mm-hmm. Because see, what he did was when he came in, he let it be known off the bat, this yeah. is what it's going to be. Right. He was quiet. He was quiet. But the minute the first person tried him, mm-hmm. I mean, this this guy, you would have thought somebody assaulted his mother mm-hmm. the way that he went in, in on the dude. You didn't have to go in like that. But it sent the message to everybody else that if you're going to mess with me, right. then you're going to have to come with everything. Wow. And when I started seeing, I started observing, I observed him. <clears throat> As a matter of fact, he's one of the brothers who actually taught me how to use my hands. Okay. Um, he so he didn't allow to use your hands till you got locked up. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, well, damn. at first I couldn't even. I tell you, I, was, I couldn't. I couldn't you fight. A real disadvantage, you man. Know, I couldn't fight so much. I was on Rikers Island. I had like maybe four, five fights, mm-hmm. and out of the four, or five fights, I lost four, or five fights. So you was on five. Yeah, I was always losing all five. <laughs> and the guys, you know, they would tease me about it. I ain't care, but I would always fight back. Yeah. And uh, one guy named Black, he was like, "Yo, um." What's good, shorty? I was like, ain't nothing. He was like, yo, you always getting beat up. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, but I'm not worried about it, though. I'm not worried. I can still yeah. hold it down. And he was like, right. you know what? You, I, I like you, though, because you got hard. No homo, none of that funny stuff. Yeah, yeah. Because they know I wasn't with that. Never yeah, yeah. But they said, uh, he said, uh, I'm going to teach you how to fight. I said, for real? He said, yeah, I'm going to teach you. And at the time, we was learning this um technique called 52 block. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard of and, 52 um, block, yeah. And I was up every morning with this guy. We'd go out in the yard. We'd do our little run. We'd go back in. And then um, he would have me to practice certain hand maneuvers in front of the mirror. Mm. And everybody else was sitting in the day room clowning mm-hmm. around. He would have me stepping up on my bunk and stepping back down to the floor and learning how to bounce and wow. timing with everything, opening your hands and closing your hands. Um, wow, he got real detail. Uh, yeah, how to take yeah, your that's hand. Pretty cool, you know, you take your hand and you might hit your own kneecap. And in that period of time, that's going to make the next person flinch. As soon mm. as they flinch. It's an automatic hit. Yeah, it's open season. Uh, there was just so many little tricks of the trade that he taught me. I honored him right. because I never lost another fight. Mm. Not another one-on-one. Mm. And anytime Did you I ever fight jump, him? Huh? Was he somebody that you fought at some point? Oh, I would never fight him. No, up until that point where he brought you under his wing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Up until yeah. up until he had really schooled me and taught me. It took him about, I would say, because I've always had heart. And I've yeah. always been kind of tough. So I would say in about three months to four months, I basically had it down pat. Nice. You know. Yeah. I just was still that little skinny kid. I had to put on some more weight, yeah, you know. Yeah. But yeah. um, that's when dudes were like, "Yo, get that dude black, yo, he all right." Yeah, yeah. Because then I and then I started feeling a little cocky. Mm. But my cockiness wasn't into running around and beating up on people. My cockiness came because now I had the hand skills that would go along with my mindset, and I didn't like people be. I don't like weakness, so I don't okay. like when people. I don't like men that smack around women, especially yeah, in public. Right. Um, I don't like people getting jumped. Um, I don't like a person. But that makes sense because you said you got jumped so much. A gorilla, or right. a wolf, or, right. or somebody strong. Why would you mess? Or why would you pick on somebody weaker? So I became mm. the champion of underdogs. Oh, you was kind of like the, yeah. If yeah, you I mess with you. them, yeah. Yo, leave them alone. Right. Yo, mind your business. We fighting. Yeah. Ain't no more to talk about. <laughs> that, that's just the way it was, and it's been like that for 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 quite a while, and it's still like that to a degree. But um, all the individuals who know of my heart, they tell me all the time, and I have to learn to do this, to pick my fights. Right. Because everybody's not worth saving. That's true. You know, the same 100%. people that you try. I remember once I jumped into something, this guy was beating up on this guy. I mean, he, was really, he, he, he didn't just smack it. He closed fist. And, and that bothered me. I right. guess because I got sisters and moms, aunts, you know. Yeah. And um, 
on the next time he went to swing her, I just grabbed his arm and I was like, yo, chill, yo. And he, yo, this is my woman, mind your FNF business. He oh, he was beating on the woman. Yeah. Okay. He, he, was, yeah. he was just going in my mouth. But right. he didn't hit her no more. Yeah. You know, so right. I felt good and then turned around. I was saying maybe a few years later, I got into another incident where a guy was hitting on a girl and me and him both wind up in jail. See, because, that's one of my fears yeah. there. Like, I was in the, um, I was coming out of work one day mm-hmm. and this girl, I'm brand new. And I, and I work night shift, so this is a day shift. And this girl comes out of a car, and she's screaming. She's like, somebody help me. And the guy grabs her back in the car. Mm. So now this nurse that I'm with is like, what are you going to do? And in that moment, I'm like, I froze for a second. I was like, go get security. Because if I go, let's say I do get involved. First of all, I don't. that might not be the first time or the mm. last time. I go in there. He hurts me. I hit him. He hit his head. That's manslaughter. I lose my I, I, Part of that was like, it was a very big dilemma for me at that moment because I don't want to see no woman get beat down either. Let me ask you, you this know? then. Go for it. What made you do that? What? Go get security? Or... Yeah. Because I thought of all of that at that moment. And I'm like, I thought of, is this the first time if I get involved? That quick. I had mm-hmm. 30 different thoughts in that moment. I said, if I do that and get involved, is she still going to go back to see, him? You know, I asked you that. Yeah. I asked you that question, nephew, because yeah. that's what I was expecting to hear. Yeah. I thought. Yeah. I didn't think. Mm. That was the, that's the difference Just between the instincts. Yeah. then and now where the youth still has a chance. Mm-hmm. They can think. They have a chance to think. There are so many opportunities. There are so many different people in, in, in social media and everything that tries to encourage yeah. them, if not to do, then to think. Right. You know, I didn't think. Yeah. I see man hit woman. That's yeah. against my morals and principles. Yo, right. you Jump can't in. do that. Yo, yeah. mind your business. No, you mind your business. We fighting. Mm. Yeah. And if we fight long enough, the police going to come and lock us both up. Right. We sit in the bullpit. Ain't that crazy. No, we got to see the judge. After a while, we're going to speak, especially if we're the only ones in that bullpit. Yeah, yeah. Yo, what's up? Why you mind your business? No, why you have to hit that girl like sure. that in yeah. front of me? Yeah. Yeah, I guess you're right. And before we go to the, but by the time we wind up going to the judge, we both telling the judge, it was my fault. Now nah, it was my fault. So right. the judges said, you know, both of y'all are knuckleheads. Right. I'm going to dismiss the case. That's crazy. But this is to show you just how easy it is to mm-hmm. get into something with your morals and your principles. Mm-hmm. That's why the older people were telling me, you got a good heart, B. Yeah. You have a good heart, but you have to learn how to pick your fights and you have to know right. when to walk away from whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, because there's other people around and there's strength and unity. So I felt late years later, once I had learned, that there was actually strength and unity. When I shouted at the brother to stop hitting on that woman, right. it should have been eight, nine, ten other people shouting with me. Yeah. He didn't. That's crazy. So I felt like if I don't stand up for this person, they're going to be doomed. Right. I'm not even giving God all the dibs that he was supposed to get at the time because God's going to hold you down now. And I'm saying I'm going to save this person. I know and I couldn't save nothing. Yeah. I couldn't save nothing. I can alert them. But right, to right, actually right. think that we can save somebody, right. we can't even save ourselves. True. That's you ever had point. a cut on your hand and you just made it stop bleeding? Mm. No. <laughs> you wrapped it up with something. You put something on it. Yeah. There, there's a lot of things that we think that we can do in life, and then there are things in life that we know we can't do, but we still try to challenge ourselves to do it without help. Sure. Sometimes you just got to ask for help. Yeah. And, I, and I had to, you know, I, I broke myself down one day. And I had to pray and I talked to God. And I asked God, I said, I could see that you're making a transition in my life, you know, um, a true transition. There are things that 
I don't even want to be affiliated with certain people. I don't want to go in certain places. Sure. And I don't want to do certain things. You know, people, places, and things can destroy you. They can either make or break you. And I asked him, <clears throat> excuse me, in my prayer, I said, <clears throat> God, I have this image. It's a, it's not a bad image. It's just a solid image. I'm not, I've never been actually afraid of anything. So I ask you that if you're going to lose me and use me in your service, yep. that you don't take away that hard edge. Because, and I ask yeah, him yeah. that because there are some people that they're not going to hear it with the peanut butter and the jelly and all the little smearing of, no, they want to hear it solid, hardcore, raw, mm -hmm. and that's how I'm giving it up. Mm -hmm. So I ask God, yeah, make me humble where I'm willing to listen and where I can understand. But don't make me so gentle that I can't put your message across True. with the force that's needed right. with your guidance. Because right. sometimes we think that we're doing something with God's guidance and we don't. That's why when it don't work, it's because you're not letting him guide you. Mm. You're not letting him do it the way that he designed for it to be done so that you should be successful so that he can get the praise, so that he can get the glory out of it. You're doing things the way you want to do it, but yet you're saying you're doing it in the name of the Lord. That's never going to work. Yeah. That's never going to work. Yeah. You yeah, know, like I say, I'm not coming to you saying that I'm the holiest of holiest, but I come to you knowing now that the difference between right and wrong, mm -hmm. the difference between haunting someone and helping someone, mm -hmm. you know, it's it's it's, it's, it's so deeply rooted. It's like it's it's, it's like mm. your grandmother, my my mother. You know, she, I was away, I was away for a period of time, and um. Every week she wrote, I hadn't even known her. Right. Yeah, how did I hadn't you even, even meet? known her. I was married. Yeah. Uh, my wife passed away. But before my wife had passed away, my wife said, um, I called her one day from the penitentiary. I said, um, how you doing, baby? She said, I'm fine and everything. She said, Ms. Jones says, um, I told her that she was incarcerated. She said, can she write you? Well, my first question, I was like, who Ms. Jones? Yeah. You know? Yeah. She said, you remember the lady downstairs and da 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 And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. And I wasn't getting plenty much mail at the time. I was like, right. yeah, sure, I'll welcome a letter. Right. Let's see what she got to say. Right. And as I read her letters, and we kept writing each other back and forth throughout the years, as I read her letters, I found encouragement. Mm. I found strength. I found more patience. Right. I found myself just sitting alone sometimes, just reading these letters over and over. And in this letter I had written to her, I promised her, I said, mm -hmm. when I get out of here, Miss mm -hmm. Church Lady, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I said, I'm going to come to church. Now, I've always been like more Protestant, Baptist, right. things of that nature, right? There. right. She's a Seventh-day Adventist. Yeah. Now, they serve God on the, which is the seventh day, because on the seventh day, God rested, so he blessed it. That's the Sabbath. Yeah. A lot of people are confused with thinking that it's on Sunday. Mm -hmm. It's not. Mm -hmm. It's not. People have changed it throughout the years from Saturday mm -hmm. to Sunday because Sunday everybody's off and they know that Saturday, well, you know, Saturday some people still out of work, this, that, and the other. But a lot of ministers have changed it to Sundays because Sunday is like a get paid day. Mm. Everybody's off Sunday. So come to church. We're going to have two or three services. That's We're going to ask for, for um, orphans in each of the services. Business behind everything. Right? Not on Saturday. If they tried that on Saturday, some people have to work. Yeah. You know, so, but the honest truth is that the Sabbath is on Saturday. That is the Sabbath. So for all you out there, Baptist, Christian, Protestant, yeah. go back to your Bibles. Go back to your Bibles and, and dig into that. And you just might find yourself Making some changes in your life. I won't tell you what to do. I can right. only tell you what I did. Yeah, what worked for me. 
And um, yeah, this lady, she would always write me, and I promised her, I said, when I come home, I'm going to come to church with you. You know, you write things at the time. You'd be like, yeah, 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 write yeah. it. But when I did want to come home and I had seen it, she said. Um, you had never met her face to face before? I had met her once or twice face to face. Okay. You know, and uh, when I had came home and I, I saw her after about three weeks of me being home, she says, well, hello, mister. I said, well, hi, Ma Jones. Mm-hmm. She says, um, do you remember you told me you was going to go to church? I said, yeah, I'm going to go to church. Mm-hmm. And so I went to church with her on the Sabbath. Nice. Um, beautiful experience and everything. Then I went again, I believe, the following Sabbath. And when we had gotten out of the service, some of the sisters, they was running a nice size pantry there. Mm-hmm. But they needed, you know, man help, strength, lifting mm-hmm. the boxes off the truck and things like that. And so the sisters said, you know, can you help us? Well, we can't pay you. Now, I, I, I love money. <laughs> but they said, we can't pay you. And I said, it's okay. Before I could even realize that, I said, it's okay. Yeah. But what I didn't realize at the time was I was saying it's okay because I was feeling the love from someone who was giving love to me. Mm-hmm. That was this woman, Miss Jones. Yeah. You see, it don't take a whole bunch of people to affect your life. Mm-hmm. It just might be that one. Mm-hmm. That's my angel. Mm-hmm. That's my angel. And, 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 and to show you how strong our relationship is, when my baby sister passed away at her funeral, and um, my Jones went, you know, she came to the funeral and everything, I introduced her to my biological mother. Oh, yeah. Don't you know that they could be sisters? Get out of here. They're about the same height. Really? Around close, around, close enough to the same age. Mm-hmm. They both have this Burst of energy. You would never believe that. No, it's My mom Jones is 91 years old. You don't even tell her that because she might get upset with you. But she moves better. She walks. Can I tell you about three years ago? You know, I don't do elevators, man. You uh-huh. know, I walk up to 11. Maybe like five years ago. So mm-hmm. she would have been 85, 86. Mm-hmm. Elevator was down. She walked up. Yeah. She walked. And She's an amazing woman. And didn't stop until like floor six. Amazing. And that was like 10 seconds. Yeah. She said, hold on a second. Okay, let's go. Yeah. That's a, I was like, what? She said, <laughs> and she said, um... And I, I, I told the sister, I said, yeah, I'll help you out with the pantry. And I worked with the pantry for quite a while. But I'm, I'm on like this. I'm not for no foolishness. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just not. Mm-hmm. Um, I worked with the pantry. Beautiful sister, Sister Welch, Sister Joan, mm-hmm. um, quite a few other sisters in there. Brother Nelson used to come through. Um, and I really enjoy helping anyone at any time that I can because somewhere along the line, somebody helped me. Right. But I'm not with foolishness. When I see that... Um, it might be me or the other person that the welcome is somewhat worn. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna step back, especially if you've been there before me. Yeah, I don't like trouble, yeah. and I don't have what you would call a short temper. I just let I have a nasty temper. Okay, and the so when you reach being, that, it's, the it's, difference it's, being is that with mm-hmm. a short temper, everything gets on your nerves. Mm-hmm. With a nasty temper, you let it build up and build up mm. and build up, and then when it when it releases itself. It may not even be at the person who's in front of them or the person who actually did whatever they did. Mm-hmm. It'll just be that something was said right there and then and everything comes to her and mm-hmm. here comes that nasty. End up being Chris so Rock getting slapped. Me getting closer to God. <laughs> and even with me working with the pantry, I've learned more of how to control my temper. Yeah. I've learned more patience because you never know what situation you're going to be in. You never know what situation that life or God is going to put you in just for you to grow. Mm-hmm. Because that's what life is. It's about a growing experience. If you're not growing, you're stagnated. Who wants to be stagnated in life no matter what you're doing? If you're a painter and you're painting a wall, after a while you're going to want to paint a bigger wall. Mm-hmm. If you're a driver and you drive 100 miles to prove whatever point, after a while you're, <laughs> going, to want, you're going to want to drive three, four, five hundred 500 miles. You're not going to want to stay in the same place. You're going to want, going to, want to elevate itself. Sure. And so coming to, coming to God and coming to the seven-day Adventist thing, I was like, this is different. I'm just learning. 
now because I was I actually um um became a full fledged Seven Day Adventist Saturday. They oh man, we got yeah, you fresh. Yeah, yeah, they took me to the church. Man, and, congratulations, um, man. Um, accepting me and everything. I'm waiting now for the pool to get fixed so I can get baptized. I'm not ashamed to say that. No, that's because awesome, I know man. that for me, for me, I can't say that anybody else, but for mm-hmm. Capital B, my strength comes in knowing who God is. Mm. My strength comes in my belief of who God is. Um, I, like I said, I, I can't speak for nobody else, but right. I know that there are times when I'm, I was definitely supposed to have been down and out, mm-hmm. and it was just by the grace of God that you know I made it through. I've never been hungry, ever. Mm. And um, I've never, ever, 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 ever been broke. Mm-hmm. And when I say broke, I don't mean that I didn't have no money in my pocket. There have been plenty of days like this. Mm-hmm. But broke is when you have nothing or no hope. Yeah. It's broken. <laughs> Since I learned who We're God up. is, I, I've never been broke. There's been times when I may not have a little food, but all of a sudden, neighbors knock on the door and they be like, oh, remember, you used to you used to work at the pantry, you used to always come through and give us this, mm-hmm. that, and the other. Well, we got a whole bunch of chicken or we mm-hmm. got a whole bunch of fish here just for you. And sometimes, like, you know, your ego, you be like, no, nah, I'm good, I'm good. Yeah. No, they forced me to take it. Yeah, yeah. Take no, this. Brown, you taking this. Yeah. Because we know that when you gave it to us, you gave it from the heart. You gave it true. So whatever you do in life, when you're doing it, do it for real. Fact. Don't do it for fake because that one person who you doing that thing for, whoever you doing it for, trust me, they can they can absorb your spirit. They mm-hmm. can absorb when you're doing it for real. Mm-hmm. And it's gonna come back around to you. Mm-hmm. Because I've never ever not been blessed. That's awesome, man. I walk down the street when I'm dead broke, stepping down to the subway, mm-hmm. look down, twenty dollar bill. Mm-hmm. Coming out of a store, spent the last money and before I realized I gotta pay the phone bill. Mm-hmm. Turn the corner, look down, hundred dollar bill right by the curb. Mm. Never been broke. Everything that I need, he supplies it. Or he sends somebody to bring it to me. So in my <laughs> it's just amazing. It, it it just amazes me that the life that I lived before, knowing who God is and knowing that there are still some good people in life. The life that I lived then from the life I live now is like total night and day. Sometimes I just look in the mirror and I start laughing at myself. Right. And I say, look what you escaped. You escaped death. Mm. You escaped hell. Mm. And look, now you're rocking with God. Or now you're rocking with God's people. Or even if the people like funny, I know who God is to me. Yes, exactly. You see? Because you're going to, let me tell you something. Every religion, I don't care what sect, sect, whatever, you're going to have somebody who don't like you. You're going to mm-hmm. have people who's going to Put turn their nose up. Mm-hmm. You're gonna have people who act funny, mm-hmm. but we, me, I'm not gonna worry about the people because I have a personal relationship with God. True indeed. And long as I have that relationship with God, He guides me who who I can deal with. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes we jump the gun. Like I see in the church, yeah, quite a few beautiful women. <laughs> so I'd be like, wow, which one of them I want to have for the wife? Yeah, yeah. And God will say none of them. Mm. And I'm like. Yo, God, you know, I don't want to be, I don't, since my wife passed away, I've been like, man, I, I don't want to be alone. Right. God tells me, not yet. When I give you the one who I give you, number one, she's going to be fine. There you go. Because God knows I don't want no other woman. There you go. Yeah, number two, she's going to be shapy because <laughs> she's going to have to work out with me. There you I'm go. getting back into my workout. She's going to have to know how to cook because man, I don't a, like street food. That's I a like, arc. I like home cooked meals. Can I tell you, you something? Out there making home cooked meals, looking for a husband. Y'all know what time it is, bro. Shut up, brother. Me, I'll pass the moment. But can I tell you that on that man? That that is a dying art, man. Yeah. Like you know, I, I've run around with many female experiences, mm-hmm. 
I can probably list on two hands how many can actually <laughs> cook. And, you know, when it's I my girlfriend now, I was twenty five and she can cook. Mm. Um, my last girlfriend cooked pretty decent, and the one before that cooked really well. But a lot of the women in between that, yeah, no skills. Yeah, yeah. you gotta no skills. You gotta get up in that kitchen and add some seasonings. Up no skills. Seasoning. They don't even know what that is, oh, yeah. man. They think it's fall, winter. Nah, bro. We talk about a du- they don't. They just can't find the yeah. seasonings. Man. <laughs> so I, I hope I hope you find that, man, because. That's a, that's a, at least at, at this age now. I'm so I'm so patient, yeah. and you know what also gives me patience is um it's mom, yeah. Because let me tell you, mom's something now. We mm-hmm. the, we we went through the bank, take care of some business. No, we matter of fact, we was at the um um post office taking care of some business. Okay, and a young lady behind the glass there. She started pulling a little flirt, so I'm gonna add my little flirt. So oh boy, took it in front of her. Yeah, yeah. good yeah, luck. Yeah. So so I add my little flirt, and so. After mom took care of her business, the lady said, I, I, I know you. Don't I know you? And so I'm ready to, you know, stop putting my land, my bag. Right, of course, of course. And mom was like, come on, Wayne. I know. That's why I asked <laughs> in front of her. Go. That's yeah. why I asked in front of her. She's like, come on, let's go. Now, I know she didn't do it like maliciously. Young, the young lady or nothing. Yeah. But that was my cue that that's not for me. That's not it. See, sometimes you got to be reading the storyline without seeing the words on the page. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and see the deeper meaning behind a, it. She has a, a, a some some people have this um spirit of um what can I say call it? It's like they can see things like it light. It's not enlightenment, but I know what you're saying. Yeah, my mom had that it's, too. It's, like, it's, it's not psychic enough, and it's, mm-hmm. it's just like they have this spirit that they can sense and they can feel mm-hmm. what's going to work and what's not going to work. And she said, "But let, come on, let's go here." So the lady <laughs> laughed, and I laughed, and I walked away. And then when we got outside, I said, "Why you pull me away from that girl?" But she said, "Yeah, just that ain't for you." You know and my mother did something like so that too. That, yeah, you know, that's my mother outside of my mother. That's yeah. how my mother met, and when they met, um, now my mom's a queen. My mom's will sit on her throne no matter who you are. Of course. But when my mom Jones, when I introduced my Jones, my biological mother, mm-hmm. my Brown, this is my Jones, mm-hmm. and my mother actually stood up out of her seat, mm-hmm. and that let me know that everything's fine. There you go. Yeah, because yeah. she would not have done that. The energies match right there. Feel that direct authority figure that can hold me down mm-hmm. when I'm feeling like funk. Mm-hmm. Some, I can get funky. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I don't want to hear nothing from nobody. Mm-hmm. But like I always say, God knows who to put in your life to sustain you, to keep sure. to hold you down and to help you bring you back to reality. Because all of us can be crazy, but there's just that one person in your life right. that no matter how angry or how upset you are, they can get through to you with just a word. And mm-hmm. sometimes that word is just calling your name. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you just turn around and you'd be like, you could be mad at the world. Mm-hmm. But the minute you eye contact that person, you just know that it's going to be sure. all right. And that's the love that I get from this woman. I I, I love her dearly. I yeah. love her dearly. And she's very genuine. And yeah. she's also not scared, she'll tell you. Oh, yeah. She's scared. <laughs> like at all. And this is her in the late 90s. Imagine I, her I, I thought younger. I was tough until I met her. Yeah. You know that. So, I mean, like, you kind of have it. She used to, you know, you met my grandfather in his later years. Yeah, yeah. You know, when I was growing up, you know, he's a big, bad Billy. Mm-hmm. She would slap his face and go sit down. <laughs> and he, that's when he would, that's when it would all stop. He'd be fussing and making the show. And I would hear it. I walk in, I walk in the, um, the kitchen, eyes wide. He's looking at her, mouth dropping. She's like, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes sit down. That was it. Yeah, very courageous, yeah. <laughs> she goes sit right down. That's awesome that you were able to get that. And for me and my own, she tells me all the time, so I go through my little things, you know, and big picture, nothing super major. I try to look at it like I'm healthy. Things are going well for me overall. Mm-hmm. But I go through little spurts of things, and sometimes I get frustrated. And she'll say to me, 
oh, you need to turn your life over to God or do this for God. And, and sometimes me, you know, being honest with you and mm -hmm. straight up, I believe in God. I've always had an issue with religion itself. Mm -hmm. And for many different reasons, we can talk about that another time. But for me, it started when I went to Catholic high school. I went to Cardinal Hayes on 149th Street. It was like pray to the priest to pray to him. In my head, I was like, why am I praying to him when... I had that problem too. Right. Yeah. And he that's intercession. Right. right. And that's a big conflict. And I look at history, wars and murders over religion, Catholic churches, right? Like all of these things I have issues with. Indeed. Right. And I have, I did an episode. I actually send it to you. Mm -hmm. I'll send it to you directly. I did an episode with a guy mm -hmm. who was kind of come from his pers his perspective about religion and everything like that. Interesting. I won't get into it. There's a lot, but she tells me, give your life over to the Lord. And in my head, I get mad. Cause I'm like, you know, I, I do this and this and this for people. I think I'm a good person. Obviously not perfect. I understand my mm -hmm. flaws. And she keeps telling me this. And it, it's not registering yet, if I'm going to be honest with you. And it's funny. She always tells me, you need a girl that's religious. You need a girl that can bring this to you. My first girlfriend wasn't at all. The second one, eh. This one is fully in. Mm -hmm. And she's slowly trying to bring me in. She's not seven-day Adventist, but she's slowly. Right. She'll. She thinks she's slick. She's young. I'm older than you. You're trying to play this game. She'll leave like a pamphlet on the table. Like, oh, I left that there. You know, so I think there could be things working kind of like you kind of had to get to that destination. You know, when she tells me this sometimes, like the last time, not even a week ago, everything in here was like a bomb in here. And I got so frustrated. Never blow up out. But I was like, I told her, I said, you know, I, I, I don't want to hear that today. And she looked at me. Oh, well, she didn't look at me. She was on the phone and she said, I won't say it, but you know what I'm saying. And that was it. And I think eventually things will get through to me. Like I said, same with you, the let religion me, problem. Let me, let, me, let me touch on this, this this real quick. Talk to me. And this is for all the listeners. This is for the the Muslims, mm -hmm. Christians, Jews, Catholics, Jehovah's Witnesses, Protestants. When individuals are saying that Come to church, come to church, come to church. They come into church and have you come in church for fellowship. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Period. Fellowship. Now, when a person is saying to you, learn and know God, that's the whole key to all of the religions. Mm. Know who God is for you. Learn who yeah. God is for yourself. Then you got to worry about going in the buildings and yeah. dealing with the pastors and the saints and the ushers <laughs> and the deacons and the yeah. deaconesses and yeah, the, yeah. all these titles. For me, right? For me, I found that as long as I keep my focus on God and yes. who God is to me, what He is in my life, mm -hmm. me and Him have a personal, private relationship. Mm -hmm. There are things I told God and I can talk to God about. I can't even tell mama. Yeah, sure. You know what I'm saying? Sure. There are things that I can lay down to God with that I can't even talk to my brother. Sure. So I have to learn how to distinguish and to separate all that religious talk from God. Mm-hmm. That's what my mom was doing towards God. the end of her life, yep. Because once you got that God thing and just you and him and you understand him and he understand you, everything else falls in its place. Right. So right. don't get discouraged, you know. People are going to always tell you, you yeah, come to church just because they're trying to keep you encouraged and keep your mind steadfast on God itself. Mm -hmm. Not the church, not the protocols. We're going to do it like this. Everybody, every church in every place that I've always been in have a certain protocol where they do things a certain way, except for when it's time to pray. Mm. Ain't that something? When it's time to pray, mm -hmm. everybody knows how to pray. Everybody shut up. Eyes wow. get closed. Never thought about People it that stands. way. Never thought so about it that way. When you think about it, 
overall, even the Muslims, they get down, they'll bow, they'll do their prayers three to five times a day, I believe. Mm -hmm. But they always looking up to God. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, it's not about these titles that we're carrying, people. Mm -hmm. It's not about the titles of what church, who, what, how big church. You got a church over here that yeah. holds a thousand members. It doesn't matter. Not the at church all. can hold a thousand members and you can have 999 demons up in there. Yeah, factual. Big so that fact. one person Big who's fact. looking and trusting and believing that God will carry them in that frame, in that frame time of however long he keeps them on earth to complete their assignment, mm -hmm. that's all you worry about. Man, that's, that's, that's what I have to worry about. That's, that's what I have to do. I have to stop worrying about and have to start worrying about how friends see me. Because there wasn't my friends from the beginning. Once I started mm -hmm. getting closer to God, their true colors started showing up because a friend would have been like, yo, I'm happy for you, yo. Mm -hmm. No doubt, yo, do what you do. Mm -hmm. A fake friend. Like most of them was with like, oh, mm -hmm. you going to church now? Or oh, we supposed to be a Christian? And it's funny to them, even when they see that, my endeavor is to better myself. Right. You see? Now, if I was like, yo, I just put $10,000 into uh, um partnering up with this club or whatever mm -hmm. the case may be. Oh, they jump on that. Yeah. But don't let me say I put $1,000 in church. Oh, you stupid. Right. You crazy. But they can't see you the bigger picture. You gave them people that money. Yeah. It's not about giving them people that yeah. money. The Bible itself tells us that. When you make your money, you're supposed to give God 10%. Mm. 10%. I used to believe, I used to say to myself, what am I giving him 10% for? Mm -hmm. Now, in the building itself, I say, this is my thinking, this is personal now. Mm -hmm. I say, well, that 10% that I'm giving up every time I get my check, maybe that's going to cover when, if anything should happen to me and I die. Mm. Now I got a place to hold half my services at there you go. that I shouldn't have to pay for. Right. I got a minister who's going to speak on my behalf mm -hmm. because I was a member of this place here and I paid my tithes. Mm -hmm. I gave up offering. So maybe there's an out, they're having an outing that I don't have the money for, but they got three extra tickets. Mm -hmm. Oh, you can believe they're going to call Brown. Hey, mm -hmm. you want to go? Yeah, yeah. Because you're doing what you have to do. You're not looking at, don't look at the people. You look at the word of God mm -hmm. and you do as the Bible say. Mm -hmm. And nine times, I'll say 10 times out of 10 for myself, it mm -hmm. works out, is when we try to cut corners and we try to do things the way we want to do it, but yet, Blame it that God told. I had, you know, I sure. had so many people talking about. You know, the Lord told me to tell you. God ain't tell you to tell me nothing, <laughs> because if He told you to tell me, He would at least he gave me a heads up. Yo, right. so and so coming to you, or yeah. if He did, even if He didn't tell me that you was coming, from the moment you start speaking, it would resonate in my heart yeah, the you peacefulness. Feel it. That, yeah, this is from God. True indeed. Because He's not gonna have you to tell me something when I'm upset, knowing that it's gonna upset me more. Yeah. Knowing that I'm gonna punch in your mouth. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm 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 kind of known for that. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not one for too much foolishness. I'll try to walk away, but if you press me, I will punch you in your mouth. Right, and I just have to ask God to forgive me. Right, you know, and it's not right. But I'm, I'm trying to tell you now, I am not the holiest of holiest. Um, I'm still learning. So, well, that's the know, key right yeah, there. That's yeah, the word, the learning and the growth part. That's why, with me, when it comes to this part, I don't, I don't try to punish myself. I don't feel too terrible about mm -hmm. myself. It'll come at its own pace. That's right. You know, and I don't want to force it because if I force it, then it's not genuine. Then I'm wasting everybody's time. The way I look at it, you know, like I want to make sure if I'm going to get in there, I mean, I'm speaking religion or like I said, but I believe in God and it is on me as well to mm -hmm. kind of seek a little more as well. And I can, I can hold on to that. You know, I can hold myself accountable for that and it will, you know. Yeah, in his time. It will come. Because you know, I saw my mom jumping head in when she started getting sick and I don't think it's because she was trying to save herself last mm -hmm. minute. That was when all the noise from the outside yeah. stopped and she could focus on this. And then she really, like every day, my mom was all day listening. <laughs> she wouldn't go to church because she was a little embarrassed by her. My mom had kidney failure, so she was a little embarrassed by her parents. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she didn't want to leave the house too much, but all day it was on in there, all day, all day. And, you know, she found her peace in that. 
And I see the benefits. I see how strong she is. I give that a lot too. Amen. She puts the faith in. in talking about my grandmother, how much faith she has, and well, God's gonna take care of it. You That's know, this up. is how it's supposed to go. And each one teach one. I envy That's that at it. times, man. That's it. Yeah. Do you ever feel like conflicted though? Like some. And that's the honest question. What the religion? You ever feel like, ah, I, can't, I see this one over here. I like this one. Let me sin a little bit, but then I can come back and, and forgive. And All the time? Forgiveness. Yeah. All that's the, that's the humanity I'm, I'm, behind listen, it. Listen, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Oh, he dropped the voice on this one. We, we have become, <laughs> we, we have become um, for lack of other words, we become so st- stupid. Because mm. we... <laughs> We mm-hmm. always hear this saying that you can't have your cake and eat it too. Mm-hmm. But we try to have them. Mm-hmm. I can remember going to church. I can remember trying to get some coochie in church. I mean, I, I, I used to I, get I'm coochie from the church I was girls. a young dude. <laughs> and um, we had a basement in the church. And um, I'm flirting with the girls. Ooh. And I'm, I'm telling them things I ain't even supposed to be telling them. Right. And I'm telling it to them in the name of the Lord. Oh, man. <laughs> I oh, love man. you in the name of Jesus. You know, I want you to be my girlfriend in the name really, of Christ. You just put a full court press I'm, on I'm them, going man. for broke. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. that's when we don't know better. Mm. The word of God states that when I was a child, I did childish things. But when I became a man, I put away those childish things. And I had to put myself in the frame of mind to say, if the shoe was on the other foot and I was a woman, mm. what I want for this dude coming at me and I know he's also going at Sister Sharon. Yeah, ain't that crazy? You see, when you put you, you honestly not just put yourself in somebody else's shoe. When you honestly put yourself in somebody's shoes, you get an honest response. Yeah, yeah. When you want to halfway do it, well, now nah, I probably would have, and you start stunting. You're only gonna lie to yourself, and then that lie is gonna manifest itself mm-hmm. to prove you wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I was trying to I was trying to get coochie all the time. I I had a sex demon in me. <laughs> well, they they lay hands on me instead yeah, of me shouting hallelujah. I'd be like, yeah, what, what up? What, yeah, what, yeah, what, yeah, what, yeah, yeah, what? yeah, yeah. <laughs> God yeah, is yeah. good because he worked on those things. <laughs> now they can touch me all day long, long. They don't, you know, yeah. touch me in the wrong place. We yeah. good. So did you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just that. I think that's just kind of like our like that's that's just the basics of us, man. Yeah. Like, that, that, I don't think that part of it turns off. I think it's just the controller part of mm-hmm. that, man. Yeah. So yeah. when you were in the system, did you see a lot of religion? Like, did you see? Because I've never been in, so like mm-hmm. I, you know, we see the image of the Muslim guys. Islam, there's Muslim guys over here. Then you have the the missionaries that come in sometimes, seen, things like that. And do you think work, it worked? Being being incarcerated is like it's it's, it's First of all, let me, let me state this. Prison is a world of its own. Mm-hmm. Prison is a world of its own. Prison has rules and regulations that are totally different mm-hmm. than that of the outside world. You see, in the outside world, you can do things on whatever scale and People overlook it because they have a way out. They can move around and make other moves. But in prison, it's like something as small as a cigarette can cost a man his life. Mm. Mm -hmm. And today, at today's rate, a cigarette, a loose cigarette is going, what, 50 to 75 cents. Something as small as a cigarette can cost a man his life. I've known brothers who have gone into the penitentiary with two and a half to five, three to six, and they wind up getting life. Mm. Wow. Because they're two totally different worlds. 
the way that you talk to individuals on the streets, you're not going to talk to them like that in prison. Right. The way that you act on the streets, you're not going to act like that in prison. Unless you're more left what we call a, um, a two-dimension G. Mm-hmm. The same way I act in this prison mm-hmm. is the same way I'm going to be on the streets. Mm-hmm. I'm not fearful on the streets. I'm not running from you on the streets. I'm not ducking from you on the streets, but I'm not going to disrespect you. Right. And it's going to be the same with the same way when I went to prison. Of course, you're going to be tried. They tried mm-hmm. me now. Yeah, people mm-hmm. who are going to try you all the time because they need to know where you stand. Mm. They need to know that you got some dirt on you. That's crazy. Because it's like, like in the streets. If you don't got no dirt on you in the streets, ain't mm-hmm. nobody trusting you. Mm. Like, That's true. Who. Yeah, that makes you sense. gotta have some type of something on you. Yeah, uh, uh, um, almost like a resume. Uh, right? I'm, I'm gonna compare mm-hmm. that to the world uh, of this religious world. Mm-hmm. If you don't have some people that know that you're a good prayer or you're a good singer, ain't nobody gonna want you praying and singing up on yeah. them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You sure. understand what I'm saying? So yeah. whatever it is, you have to be real with that thing. Mm. And um, it's crazy because like I've seen God, like I said, I've seen guys come in that. Two and a half to five, three to six, four to eight in mm-hmm. the years that they would have to do. And after about, I would say, five, six years, I'm like, you still here? Wow. Wait, wait, you, you caught a new charge? Yeah, because such and such tried me and I did this and I wound up killing him and now I'm back in court and I'm trying to fight them to give the time back. And then I hear brothers who didn't do anything on the streets. Yeah. One brother was um, incarcerated and they gave him 15 to 30 for rape. Jeez. Chick didn't come to court, say that he raped her, this, that, and the other, and come to find out. And they found out, actually, before he was even sentenced, that right. he did not do it. Wow. But see, he didn't have the money to get the lawyer. Yeah. So he winds up out of, um, he winds up getting all his time, 15 to 30 years. He basically got released, I would say, maybe after doing about 20 years. Wow. Because now the chick is old. You know, she has a conscience. I guess maybe she had a change of life. Man. And contacted the district attorney or whatever place in place, and they went to the Supreme Court and yeah. brought it back down where she testified that at that time she was being influenced by whatever. But now you have this person who has life lost is 20 ruined. years yeah. of their life. And she gets away scot-free, right? She gets no penalty Disgusting. behind that. None. That shit is not. I told you when we came in here, I thought I had that situation. I thought a girl yeah. was gonna was gonna make the accusation. I'm you guys, man, you're quick to stick it in something. You better be careful what you're doing, mm-hmm. yo. Because some of these chicks, wow, some of these man. women, man, they'll allow for you to do it. You know, they all sexy and everything. Yep. And the next thing you know, mm-hmm. when they're back up against the wall, mm-hmm. your back gonna be up against mm-hmm. the wall, and you gonna. Mm-hmm. So you know, my fear was I turned her down. You know when it happened to most guys, it happens to them. Yeah, the so-called players. You ones who want to have three and four women, oh, she know what time it is. You know, you got two and three women. One of them women are going to get so upset, yep. so jealous, mm-hmm. so angry mm-hmm. that even if it's a rumor, mm-hmm. they're going to put something out or mm-hmm. say something that's going to cause a major turning point to affect your life. Listen, man, I, I've never gone back. I was that guy. Yeah. Three, four, five girls at a time. The time, there was three occasions I thought that would happen to me, but the one time that scared me the most was, this was, met that girl maybe two days before, Chinese girl that lived not too far from there. You know, won't go into super detail, but we did whatever. And I'm ready to leave. And she's like, oh, let's do this now. And I'm like, nah, let's just wait. And she's like uppity, grew up in like Michigan, like upper, upper, upper middle class. Neighborhoods, all white people. They see the big black dude going in the house with, the, with, with you know, the small Chinese girl. And she says, oh, nobody says no to me and gets away with it. I'm not going to let you get away with that. And that shit scared the hell out of me. Mm-hmm. So now I got to play, you know, peacemaker or something. <laughs> And, man, I left that place so scared, man. Like, <laughs> you know, I left there so afraid. And that was one of several occasions where if she – and I was just all for rejection. You know, I just said, nah, I don't want to do this right now. You know. You ain't got to be no 
Man, Baker, you have to Bro. let her know where you get them. Man, that's scary. Shit out of me, man. Right now, mm. is that you're not being honest with her and letting her know that you're just a friend. Oh no, I'm very no. That's one thing I can't say about me, Wayne. Is like I don't think there. You have some people that will tell the story. I ain't never allowed to get nothing out of well, no girl. Once you do that, yeah. it's on her. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah Listen, man. I know there's some girls who trust well, me. I got bro. my little boo boo over here. This is my main thing mm-hmm. over here. Mm-hmm. We friends. Mm-hmm. But are we just friends? Mm-hmm. Are we friends with benefits? With the benefits. Because see, if I got my woman here, mm-hmm. we can only be friends. Mm-hmm. Now, if I don't have a woman, we can all be friends yeah, with benefits. Yeah, 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 exactly. But I'm not going to disrespect what I have for what oh, I yeah, want. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because what I have is going to be working for me. Mm-hmm. Because when it's not no longer work, if it don't work for me, mm-hmm. or if it's not working with me, mm-hmm. then it's not mine. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You did it? Yeah, yeah. So if you love, like you say, Ralph, sweetheart, listen, you know, I love you. Before we even met, I got these two friends right here. Both of them are girls. Mm-hmm. One's still kind of sweet on me, but I'm letting you know ain't nothing happening. Mm-hmm. How you feel about that? Yeah. Now, I know if she comes to me like, ah, but ah, ah, then I know that there's an issue with insecurity. Yes. So I'm going to have to ease yes. this friend exactly. and tell her security, tell my woman's security exactly. grows. So I'm just going to have to leave that friend alone. Maybe sometimes it's even best to mm-hmm. have them meet up. Mm-hmm. You know, what, come, I ain't got to have no shame. Right. No, just my woman. Right, That's my friend. Yeah, just that. And when they see the response of how we interact with one another, mm-hmm. oh, I ain't got to worry about her. Yeah, that's a communication. Yeah. That's why, like, yeah. a couple of things that you said there. Like, one of my best friends is a woman named uh, we call her Kush, but her name is Marianne. Mm-hmm. Any girl, I'm like, this is my friend. We never crossed the line. This is what we are. Talk to her, whatever you want. I don't right. care. You know, I don't hide. I, one thing weighing about me, man, I have run through a lot of different mm-hmm. females, and I can tell you, my conscious. Yeah, there's, <laughs> some of them have been found, but, you know what I'm but my conscience is very clear with that. And I even tell like my little cousins, well, they, you know, they're in their 30s now, but like my little cousins or even like the younger dudes, you don't got to lie to get it. She's going to give it to you. She made the decision. Actually, I found that they'll give it to you faster when you tell the truth. Yo, yeah. listen, man, I became... She, she, you, either that, or you know what's odd too? Oh, I have a girlfriend. Then it's like, oh, really? Then it's like, when I got a girl, man, my... My DMs got a lot more, a mm-hmm. lot higher, you know, mm-hmm. now, but it's up to me to play defense right. and block that. You right. know? a lot of times, what we think is not what they think. No. If we thinking, all right, let me let me straighten it down with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a girl. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's such a relief off of the other woman's oh, yeah. mind mm-hmm. because they just, they be, phew. So dude, weird, I ain't man. got to worry about him coming ain't at that me. that some weird shit, He's man. a handsome dude. Yeah. And I don't even know if I can hold myself back if he come at me, but you know what? Now he said he have a woman. Mm-hmm. Now and I have a I have a shield to fight him off mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. And he got, get, nah, Ain't that I crazy? You, none of this. you know you got a woman. Mm-hmm. Now I'll snap you back in your right mind. Right. Oh, I saw I even came at you like yeah, that. Yeah, really yeah. sorry. You're going to try again. Man. That's what we do. Right. That's what we do yeah. as men. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm talking about no religion and all that right now. We're talking mm-hmm. about men. Oh, yeah. We bounce around we, on the show. We have this thing where is we try to conquer some sex. Well, that's kind of like, what it I, is. Like, we get notches on our belts and right. whatnot. And the women, they just as bad too. Oh, yeah. Don't let the don't let the people, don't let the media fool you. Tell you with this woman here, but man, look at here, look at here. <laughs> get on, you know who you are. You got on my, you get on my nerves. I love you. Mm. You know I love you, Tashi. Mm. But you getting on my nerves. You stay with your boo. He said you by name, so that's important. You know I don't, <laughs> you know. You know, I don't stutter. I don't. <laughs> stay with your boo. Stay with your boo. Uh-oh. Stay with your man. But Uh-oh. we'll always be friends. Sure. You know what I'm saying. And what you said there was actually funny too. I say this all the time too, man. It's like sometimes I don't want to go for the kill. I just want to hunt. I just want to make sure that I can get the kill right. if I chose to. Right, it's you know? a challenge. Yeah, exactly. It's a chase. I just want to make sure that I can still get in the game and give you thirty, and then <laughs> go back to the bench. You know what I'm saying? You know, what I'm but yeah, but but back to this man. Like, I hate to have to wrap this up, but you know, I try to keep the time 
a little bit short because attention spans now are about four minutes, myself included. But we we went over a lot of stuff, man. I, I want to have you back on because I feel like you just have so much insight and so much information and so much genuine honesty that I feel is like lacking out here, man. And I actually I hate the fact that I have to end this this early, but that's the beauty of part twos. Well, you know, there's an old saying that says, when one thing stops, another thing starts. True indeed. So we got to maybe end this part of the session and start the next part of the session. But I want people to know out there that um, this is one of the truer parts that you will hear. Um, for our lives consists around just being real with the people, mm-hmm. you know, trying to outreach to our younger brothers, our younger sisters. Um, some of you may have lost your way even in life, and we're not talking religion right now. Some people get caught up, oh, you're talking about God. No, you're talking about just life in general. And you may need someone just to vent with. Mm. Sometimes you don't want to hear nobody say nothing. You just want to do the talk, and you want to vent and get things off your shoulders. But know that this is a line that you can plug into. Um, you can always reach out to the to the, to the creators and the artists and any, any one of the platforms. All you got to do is get with E. Just, yeah. just hit them up and if necessary. You. If that's the one you feel like you need to hear from in order for you to sustain life, in order for you to move forward in life, you know Capital B is definitely here. So I'm, 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 I applaud you, and I look forward to you younger guys just stepping it up, man. You know what I'm saying? Make 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 your children proud of you. If you don't have children, mm. then make some and make them proud of you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so you tell me I gotta go make some. Yeah, make them let's, proud let's, of let's 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 learn to live and learn to make this black lives really matter. Fact. And stop just pulling out the guns and shooting. And sometimes just walk away. Maybe we could talk about it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But if you shoot me today, you're gonna be on the run tomorrow. Mm. You're gonna be either on the run from my people or you're gonna be on the run from the police, which could, most of the time is unnecessary. You know, we gotta learn how to just talk. So that's one of the hardest things for men to do because yeah. of our egos and our pride. You got to lay that so stuff fragile, down man. and just talk. Yo, mm-hmm. what's really on your mind? Mm-hmm. When a person comes to you and they say, yo, what's up? It sounds a little different from what's good, right? Mm. Because what's up leaves it wide open mm-hmm. for you to respond in either humble way or whatever. But when you say what's good, it seems like you're really saying you want to be bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have to challenge that or individual have to challenge that. So sometimes it's uh, just the way that we speak to one another, the words that if a lot of us will be successful. Most of you guys will be successful if you pick up a dictionary. <laughs> pick up a dictionary. True. And in the, every day, just pick one word mm-hmm. in the morning time. After you eat or whatever, pick one word out of your dictionary. Read the meaning of it. Whether it's a noun, pronoun, adjective, adverb, that one word, the meaning, let it resonate in your mind all day. Mm. The next day, early in the morning after you breakfast, Mm -hmm. pick another word. Mm -hmm. Let it resonate. At the end of the week, you're going to have five to seven words that you now know and you know what they mean. Now when you have a conversation with the so-called tough guys and so-called gangsters and you use these words... You're opening up their knowledge because you, you, when you see their brows touch together, mm. that means that they didn't understand something. Mm-hmm. That's your opportunity to take hold of the conversation and to lead them right to where you want them to go. But you have to know something in order to go something or to have somebody to go with you. You have to know. You can't give somebody something they already know. They're going to look at you like you're crazy and beat you down with it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. my plea is that we just open up with one another and try to be a little yeah, bit more right. real. And know that capital B is right there. So. 
Like I said, if you ever want to contact me, get in contact with me or whatever, just go to my big brother, my nephew right. E, and say, yo, I'm looking for Captain B. Yep, and I'll, I'll be, be that there. middle ground, man. I wish you all love. Um, I hope that um, we learn to love one another more and continue to remember that Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. And this is Capital B. I love you all. I'm out. Much love. And this is your man, Iron, and thank you for coming through, man. Definitely, if you want to get in touch, reach out to me. You guys know the different ways to reach out to me, and it ain't nothing for me to send this man a text, send this man a call. Yo, B, I want to run this by you. Or somebody said this to me, and what do you think it is? And this, down and the third. And if you don't want me to be the middleman, you know, I could just send him the message and or whatever. We'll set it all up at the time and when the time comes. So it's your man, Iron. This is Deep Thoughts. Thank you, everybody. Peace. Peace.